0: Beautiful. A beautiful day in Washington, Pennsylvania, at the See, George Washington the, Hotel.
1: You missed what the did opportunity I miss? to rhyme.
0: Well, go ahead. Take it away, Eminem. You're
1: like, it's a beautiful day in Washington. Like,
0: PA. Washington yeah, I, PA. <laughs> yeah, I did. I hear it now. When you said it back, I instantly got it. You're right. You're dead right. We are at Cuisina Bistro here in Washington. A hidden gem nomination, Ryan, I gotta say. The people have stepped up big time with these hidden gems. I think we got like a hundred submissions. <laughs> like definitely we have enough submissions to last until the end of 2022 for every Friday. We're not going to be able to hit every place at all.
1: No. And then, and it's a, nice to get a good variety and to, uh, you know, if a place gets picked, it, it obviously stood out. And so, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to pick some cool places and check them out and, This certainly fits the bill
0: here. Oh, it absolutely does. And this was a nomination by none other than local boxing legend, fighting legend, local Pittsburgh legend in general, Bill Hutchinson. So Hutch nominated this place. We came down, we snagged gyro, we got loaded gyro chips. You got a gyro too, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you got a gyro. Hutch got a fish gyro, of all things, which you're doing for fridays during lent here so that's a good little addition to their menu dude the gyro was phenomenal i know you like greek food but you had a little trepidation about it's maybe not your favorite but i think it i think cuisine definitely delivered for us today
1: oh it was phenomenal i mean i like gyros i like greek food um There's just certain things that, you know, if it's done a certain way, it might not be the best for me. But this place rocked, man. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, dude, I was a big fan. Like I said, I get down with Greek food anyway, but it was funny because Hutch was talking about it too. We kind of like the California roll of the sushi world. (laughs) Like that's where we're at with our Greek food. We like it a little Americanized, a little simpler. I don't know that I'm ready for the full Greek experience yet, but this was a good way to get my toes wet for sure.
1: Well, and that's what he said. He said, you know, like, this is the way I kind of like it. Like, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll venture down that road at some at some point. But, you know, I, I thought it was fantastic. The gyros were were really good. Really, um, I don't know. I- I'm a happy camper, and I'm not, um, you know, I would never consider myself to be like a gyro guy. Mm-hmm. These, were, these were awesome.
0: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be back for this. We got a question on Facebook that I love <laughs> from Pretty Eyes. Where's my son's triple cheeseburger? Edwin Vera, you heard? I need to get on this. This is on me. This is 100% on me. I promised Edwin a triple cheeseburger and have not delivered. So, Edwin, text me. Let me know your schedule. I owe you a triple cheeseburger. I got you.
1: Uh, I've already offered to, like, meet him and, and to take him <laughs> – i I mean I guess he wants it like immediately upon his fights like fight ending like we we, we should have a fresh cheeseburger like in like instead of presenting him like a, the ring girls maybe just have a cheeseburger for him
0: that's not a horrible idea. We'll have to run that past him if he's down, I'm down for that like let's let's actually I definitely think, do that
1: <laughs> i I think that's what we're what we're gonna need to do here,
0: definitely. And on that note, we are joined by another local legend. I'm going to tag him in here. Look at this guy. Justin Patton joins the Lucky show. You. What's up, dude?
2: Nothing, Jalen. Uh,
0: nice. You in a car? Are you in a
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're actually going to uh, Carly, the mail lady. <laughs> She's fighting uh, tomorrow night. So we're on our way to Columbus now.
0: That's awesome, man. We get a two-for interview here. I didn't realize that, but that's sick. Yeah. Ryan's on the move already. Are you driving, Justin?
2: Oh, no, no, no.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Can you just turn your phone sideways so it fills the whole screen? Hey, look at that. There we go. Beautiful. Thanks, dude. Okay. So, How's this feel for you compared to you fighting? Do you, do you get more or less nervous when you're in the corner with Carly?
2: Uh more nervous. I'd rather do me doing the work than, you know, someone else because then you can't control it as much.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. How you feeling after the big win? Yeah, go ahead.
2: She does a real good job of listening, though. In her last fight, I wasn't in her corner, but I was yelling stuff, and she was still doing what I was yelling, and I was, like, real impressed.
0: So. I, like, I like seeing that. I wrote about that after Brawling the Bird 10. I noticed Chris Dempsey and Edwin Vera had, like, a really good connection, coach and pupil. And it, it's always cool to see a fighter be able to take a coach's advice mid-fight, I think, like that. How do you feel when you're in there, Justin? Like, do you get in the zone? Do you hear your coaches? What are you kind of responding to once you're in there?
2: Um, I usually hear uh, – I usually hear – I heard Isaac. I heard Dave this time. You hear Chris regardless um because he's always yelling but um I heard surprisingly you mentioned Edwin Vera I heard him yell Vaughn flew first and it was weird like I heard him I'm like oh wait yeah so you hear different things my first fight I heard mine I didn't hear any of my coaches like I heard my fans and my family members and that kind of psyched me out a little bit but now it's like tunnel vision you know
0: that's awesome. That's sick, man. I mean, it's it's a weird dynamic for you, I'm sure, because you're in there trying to get the job done, but you understand like there's people trying to help you as well. But you gotta be totally focused. Like it's surprising to me, being a guy who never fought that you guys can ever hear what's going on outside the cage, you know?
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy. You hear some voices more than others. And you hear people and you're like, oh, I recognize that voice. Like I know who that is.
0: Nice.
1: Hey, um, Justin, I have a question for you. So oh, what one up? of <laughs> the things. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's always what? Go ahead. <laughs> no. Um, so one of the things that I noticed, like before I got to know you real well, um, I always noticed in your like stare down pictures like there was a level of intensity that you don't see a lot and i kind of chalked it up as to you being like that you know the guy that has like a chip on his shoulder and like you know might be the guy that like would be getting into a fight you know on the street or whatever but like as i've gotten to know you i i realized like you're not that guy right and so like when it comes to like your stare down photos. And, and when you're in that moment, like what goes through your mind and like, where are you at at that point in your like journey to the cage?
2: I always tell people like um you look in their eyes and you see what they want to do. And if they look back in your eyes, you know, it's going to be like, you guys are going to bang it out. But if they look at the ground or they look away, you know, they're not going to, they don't want that like war. Like they don't want that. You can tell, like, you can get the vibe or the, the energy off them and see where they want to go with the fight and how hard they're willing to go and if they're willing to die in there. I feel like that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to go for. I just want to see where they want to take it.
0: Dude, that's gotcha. awesome. And I know Ryan and I have talked about this before, but it seems like – even when you're there kind of cornering your teammates or whatever, Justin, you're just backstage at fights. Maybe you're not competing, but dude, it looks like you're ready to go 100% of the time. Like, even backstage. Like, if I bump into you wrong, I feel like you're, I feel like we're going to have to throw hands.
2: <laughs> I swear I'm a nice guy. I don't like it. It's just uh, that, that energy. I love that, that atmosphere of being in a fight. Because a live fight, like, when I first went to my first live fight, it's it's a lot different than watching it on T V. You can like receive the energy and feel feel people's emotions. You can feel the tensity. I like that.
0: It's interesting. It's a whole different ballgame, man. But when do you remember your first fight ever? I'm talking like even a schoolyard fight.
2: Yeah, I was um oh. I mean there's a couple throughout the year, like my my first fight ever was probably with my brother. For real, <laughs> we used to we used to go at it in breaks. He, sorry, he was um, my brother was always the kid that like you'd beat him up early, like you'd give it to him, and then he'd snap out, and I'd be running because he's like, you know, he's coming, and he's probably gonna fuck you up. Sorry, mess you up. But like no, that. that We used to go at it all the time. That was that was my man.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, man. I was just talking to Craig Perry. Funny enough, I know you know Craig pretty well, and I was asking him about his first fight because he doesn't seem like the kind of kid that just went out and got in fights in high school or anything, you know. And he he was saying the same thing. Like one one day, he just kind of snapped at a, a hockey teammate, and that was that. So it was like that was his first taste of fighting and now obviously he's doing his thing but how different is it now for you as a professional fighter what are the vibes leading up to a fight like versus you know feel like you're getting in a fight in a schoolyard or with your brother versus getting in an actual sanctioned fight
2: i used to when i first started fighting i thought you had to be like angry or like mad to fight like i I thought i had to be like tense and like upset but that makes you worse. Like, I realize, like, when you're cool, calm, and collected, you make the best decisions and you you stick to your game plan the best. Like, that's one of the things that I slowly learned throughout my career.
0: That makes perfect sense. You see Craig just popped in and said, thanks for the shout-out. I saw that smile when you heard my name, Pat.
2: <laughs> I hope he's doing well and recovering. I can't wait to see him.
0: It seems a lot better, man. I got to say, he he was in really good spirits when I was talking to him. And he was, I'm sure, as you've seen and known, he's in good spirits overall. So it's good to see, man. That's a tough break. That's something that you never want to see inside the cage.
2: Oh, heck no. That's terrible. I've had my fair share of injuries, but never, like, live in the cage. And that's – when he comes back, he'll be stronger and better, you know? Absolutely, dude.
0: I got to talk about your last win, man. You mentioned it with Edwin, but, I mean, a von flu choke is just something that you don't see in MMA. And, you know, I could kind of see it developing from cage side and could tell what was about to go down. But you did went out fast, man. You put him out quick. And that's just the kind of win that you don't see is a really definitive win for you, obviously. What, what did that feel like afterwards, knowing that you got in there, you got the job done? But you got the job done with a technique that, you know, you don't see very much.
2: Uh, it was much needed. I, after losing two in a row in the last year, I knew I just needed to get the job done any way possible. That's the last way I thought that I would get it done, like shooting and wrestling. But I've been wrestling a lot lately. Like I wrestle down at the Math Factory twice a week and grapple down there uh, multiple times a week. So I'm just trying to get better in, in every way possible. So it's just I didn't even think about my shot. I just went in there and did it. Pass to the side and then he held on. I really wanted him to let go so I could get an underhook and start chipping away elbows. I've been itching to elbow someone so bad, but I just haven't been, had the opportunity yet.
1: Well, the crazy thing is, you say you, you wanted like Suser to like elbow you or something like something. Yeah, different.
2: I wanted to hit me. He was trying to hold me on the ground and I'm like, I'm like, like sitting here. I was like working my way up and I was like sitting like. Here it comes. It's coming. He's going to He's gonna posture up and punch. He's going to posture up and elbow me, and nothing happened. And I was so, like, hit me. Like, dude, we're in a fight. <laughs> That's the worst.
0: That's freaking funny. And, of course, that fight, you know, didn't go your way, man, obviously for your pro debut. But talk about a bounce back, like we said, with the freaking Von Flu choke. That was a wicked way to do it. And Gerard Thomas is chiming in now on Facebook saying, yeah, throw them bows. Like, when do you think we're going to get to see some Justin Patton elbows? I mean, is it coming up next or what?
2: Hopefully. I'm, I've been training them. I bought some elbow pads, you know. I'm throwing them dirty sparring. So, hopefully, I can, you know, standing – on the ground, anywhere, elbows. It's funny. Uh, Kama was giving me crap about it. He's like, dude, you had two pro fights and you threw like six strikes total. I'm like, dude, I can't help it. It's just, it happens.
0: It's not like you don't want to throw strikes. Come on, Kama. You know you know, your boy Patton wants to throw hands.
2: I know. I'm trying. <laughs> it's just, other stuff happens.
0: Yeah, dude, it was funny you mentioned kind of cross-training at the Matt Factory, and we heard a lot. You know, I was talking to Isaac before your fight, and he was really praising how much you've grown as a wrestler and as a grappler and the work that you put in there, man. What's the opportunity like there and that cross-training kind of dynamic? How does that work for you when you're splitting your time between a few different gyms?
2: Uh, I mean, I go there for uh, a lot of my classes. And just to learn from him, uh, Matt Schaefer, Evan Boris uh, gives us drills to do, me and Willow, and um, it's good, dude. I'm learning. And, like, just the the vibe there. Everyone's positive, everyone's spiritual, trying to help each other out and just, like, uh, develop as people, you know? I feel like I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm, like, more grown up since going there, you know?
0: I think that makes sense. I mean, if you spend just 10 minutes around Isaac, anybody, 10 minutes around Isaac, you get that feeling, that vibe, like you said, the spiritual vibe from him. He's a he's a great person besides being a great coach and competitor and obviously knows grappling inside and out. But, I mean, he's just a great person. He seems like he does that for all of his guys there. Like, once you buy into the Matt Factory way, it seems like it changes things for fighters big
2: time. Oh, for sure. And, like, we'll get done training and he'll, like, We'll get done with a hard practice, like we're dying tired, and he'll tell you like, "Go be an amazing person today," or like, "Go like we'll give you some like motivational stuff afterwards." And I'm sitting there like, "Yeah, I can do more today, like I can." And then you go out out of the gym and you go do something and be nice to people and you have a good energy and a good vibe to put out there, and you're not like, you're just happy. Like someone gives you a bad energy and you just laugh it off and you know kill them with kindness.
0: That's awesome. That's a good place to be, man. I imagine that helps you as a fighter too, right? Like it probably doesn't help to fight angry, or does it? I don't know. I wouldn't know.
2: <laughs> no, it definitely it definitely doesn't. You make bad decisions, you waste energy and stuff. Like I like my last fight, I was in the back on a blanket with a pillow like sleeping. I wasn't getting worked up. I was calm. I'm just, like it was it was cool and then I went out there and did my thing. Like I used to get all worked up and get all intense and Try to be all intense, but that's not – you're wasting energy at that point, you know?
0: Yeah. You kind of joked about it too, wanting to throw elbows and only throwing, you know, five or six strikes between your two fights. But is there a downside to finishing a fight as quickly as you did? You know, you put in all that work, a long camp. Does a a part of you wish that you did have more time in there?
2: Yeah. um, Cage time definitely develops your skills. I need to get more cage time in my next couple for sure. Uh, Mix it up and then see uh, what my what setups are landing, what setups aren't working, so you can develop as a fighter. It's cool to get in there and get the job done. Obviously, we're not paid by the hour, you know, you're not paid by the hour. But um, you need to get the cage time and the experience to feel comfortable in that.
0: It's, it's crazy to hear you say that because to me as a fan, it seems like you've been one of the guys in Pittsburgh MMA that everybody's known about for years and years. You know, you debuted as an amateur back in 2015, but you're still young and still clearly reaching your peak. It's it's interesting how much time you've put in on the scene, man. How And, and like you're a guy that's obviously been around forever, just around other fighters, other camps and everything. How do you feel about the Pittsburgh MMA scene as a whole right now compared to when you started?
2: Um. It was picking up, when I first started, it was, like, uh, obviously, Kamal Worthy, Mark Cherico, uh, Cody Garbrandt, they were all, like, guys we looked up to, like, uh, Justin Steve, uh, Chris Dempsey, uh, Dominic Mazzotta, who uh, was a bunch of dudes, right? We all looked up to them, and they all kind of, like, uh, are getting older and stuff, so it kind of died down a little bit, but I feel like there's new blood in the scene, like, and it's, it's a good feeling for real. like to feel like it's like picking back up and it's because it died down for like two, three years. And then now it's like starting to progress again. There's new talent. There's new guys to train with because before it was only like a couple guys, you know, and now it's like full rooms of talent.
0: No doubt. That's that's something that I noticed. It seems like every gym now has a really strong, stable of guys, and there's always somebody new coming up. I was joking with uh, Jake Lowry when he was on the podcast. It's like, dude, it seems like every time I check on the map factory, there's a new killer training there that now I need to learn this new guy coming up or this new guy who wants to make his amateur debut or whatever. It's it's The level of talent is insane, and it seems like it's attracting more talent because of that.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a magnet effect, you know?
0: No doubt, man. So what's next for you, dude? I mean, what, when are you looking to get back in there? And what, what do you want from your next opponent? What kind of guy are you looking to get?
2: Um, Hopefully April, if you guys can find me someone, right?
0: I hope. That's what we're working <laughs> on. As we, As we speak, I think Ryan is, like, checking messages of fighters responding to it.
2: Nah, I like that. That's good. Um, Hopefully April. And I just want to display how much better. Every time I get in there, I want to take a step up and a step up and a step up. Until, you know, I get to make some money. You know, it's a big promotion. doesn't have to be any type, like, any big league where you can make money and a good opportunity, you know? hmm But hopefully April and then just keep rolling. You know, I want, like, I had one this year. I'd like to have, like, at least three or four more as long as I'm healthy and everything goes well.
0: That would be sick, man. We'd obviously love to get you in there. What are you seeing for Patton Ryan or are, are you checking fights for him?
2: <laughs> I mean we
1: have a you know we have s- stuff going on, but I wanted to uh, I, did you see what I was sending you
0: I did and I almost puked I don't know if you guys saw it on the stream but it almost made <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um Justin while we were talking I was like oh i should I should show Hunter the picture of Justin's toe <laughs>
2: and so i sent it
1: over to him i mean it was that was the worst thing ever dude that there was nothing like that man nothing like that what year was that
2: um oh geez that was probably 2019 or 2018
1: yeah i remember you we were we were were you
2: were you signed already to fight or were you just scheduled I think we were scheduling something. Okay. And then yeah. it, uh, and then that happened. I was boxing. I remember.
1: Yeah. And, I remember uh, you sent me that photo and I was like, oh, like, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, that was real.
2: Like, yeah, I we didn't know that that and, could um,
1: happen and someone could be alive.
2: Yeah. My foot hit Shaka's foot and my toe, his. I guess my toe went over top, and the rest of my foot went underneath. And uh, I remember I, we, it was at the end of the round, and John was and John De Jesus was standing next to me. And he said, "Don't look down." And I look at my foot, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, what the what the hell?" And um, I'm sitting on the floor of the gym, waiting for his uh, John's wife Mackenzie to take me to the hospital. And we go to the hospital, and they made me sleep all night. With my foot, with my foot disattached because I had to get surgery in the morning with my toe. Oh,
1: my God.
2: And they were like, and they come in the next day and like, yeah, we could have gave you pain meds for, for your toe if it hurt. I'm like, it hurt all night. Like, what if it, so That's- I stayed up all night and it was so much pain. But it was Dude, all, that- I mean, you don't feel it at first. I didn't feel it till I got to the hospital and they were pulling on it.
0: Sure. That reminds me of in Dumb and Dumber when they're all like, the one one guy's hands are freezing and then Jim Carrey's like, I've had these extra gloves for you all night. And the guy's like, Now you tell me you have extra gloves. Like
2: right.
0: Why would the hospital wait till the next day to be like, Hey, by the way, we could have gave you pain meds. Why, why didn't you say something?
2: <laughs> yeah, like I was in pain all night.
0: That's crazy. Was that was that the worst injury you've had from training?
2: Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was your that was a part of that was a part of I had three stretch. I had, Three heart injuries from training. I ruptured my spleen one time. I, took, um, I just beat uh, – it was my second fight, and I just beat uh, Ben Sawyer. And I and I came back the next week. I was kind of fat, and I came back to spar, and I got my spleen ruptured. And then um, a couple years later, I'm training with this new kid, and Mark has me sparring with him, and I hit him with a knee, and he hits me with a knee down low and ruptures my testicle. So <laughs> I've had three bad injuries from training. And they're uh, all coming up a fight. I've never really got hurt in a fight too bad. But
0: so, I, bad I mean, training. yeah, I don't, I don't want to make you relive this too much, but I got to know about the ruptured testicle. Like, was that as miserable as that sounds? Because to me it sounds like I'd probably rather just die.
2: <laughs> it was, it was pretty bad. Like, um, it was, it was bad. Like they, and they had to like ultrasound it to see like what was up. So they're like pressing, um, one of those things in they do for like females with their, when they're looking for their kids on it. And it was so, so it was the worst. Yeah. And the worst part was, was they're like, you're going to, um, they take me in a surgery and they're like, yeah, we're going to try to save it. And I wake up without it. So it was like, what the hell?
0: Man, I, well, at least you knew that was an option going in, right? You kind of got to say yeah. goodbye.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And the thing is, like, this is why, like, I don't give people give you a, a an excuse to quit. They let them take the excuse because I had many opportunities where I could be like, "Well, I suffered a bad injury. This is it for me." But no, like, you get back on the bike and you get going. Like, there's no. Fuck <laughs> yourself. <laughs> 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 it's very traffic, you know?
0: such a foul mouth over there carly jeez
2: you see her fight it's even worse
0: oh we can't wait for it, man i mean that that's going to be a good fight for sure How how's she looking and feeling
2: good good dangerous nice she uh she's been beating my ass all week for real i'm holding pads for her and she's punched me and shit i'm like dude <laughs>
0: that's great did she did she get to hear the ethan hayes podcast by chance
2: yeah yeah
0: because yeah. he gave her a good shout out there said that she was tearing him up whenever he first showed up at the gym
2: yeah that's what she uh he actually made he uh told her about it and she listened to it
0: that's awesome yeah he's he's a good dude man and obviously we just had uh gerard thomas again commented on facebook and just shouted out nick brown repping pittsburgh and bellator he's right like like you were saying Patton, like Pittsburgh's coming around. You know, the Pittsburgh MMA scene is definitely coming back around, and Nick Brown's one of those guys at the forefront, too. I mean, that guy's an animal.
2: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I like what he mentioned about, like, um, he's not leaving. Like, he's staying around Pittsburgh, and he's helping Pittsburgh grow. He's actually, like, one of the nicest guys when you're not, like, training with him and sparring. He's even nice when you're sparring. You'll roll with him, and you'll feel, like, so comfortable and nice, and all of a sudden you're just in a bad position. And he's just on top of you, and it feels like a blanket. Like it's crazy. <laughs>
0: it's part of his charm. He lulls you to sleep, and then he then he's got you. <laughs>
2: That's
0: great. So somebody just asked when are yeah, on
2: yeah. you, and like you'll spar with him. You'll spar with him, and you'll he'll give you like no no room to breathe. It feels like it feels like there's no escape. Like I'm trying to move around the cage, and he's just cutting it off, putting pressure on you. He's he's a dog.
0: I've never heard somebody roll with Nick Brown and say, that, was, that went well for me. I had, I had good success there.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. And it feels like he's playing with you sometimes. It's the worst. Like, I'm not a kid, dude. Don't play with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. But, well, yeah, we just had somebody ask when we're coming back to Johnstown as well. So just to answer that real quick, it's going to be May 14th at First Summit Arena. The same place we were uh, for our last show back in August. There, so May fourteenth, Johnstown, mark that down. But Patton for sure, man. We want to get you back in Monroeville on April sixteenth, dude. You still feeling good, ready to we roll? Are. Yeah, I'm
2: all. Yeah, I'm always ready. <laughs>
0: That's true. Ethan just chimed into and said, Stockton and Malone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go.
0: Is there is there a, a backstory is this an inside joke that we don't get
2: <laughs> she's uh, she's the mail lady Carl Malone I
0: got you I got you okay that's perfect yeah man so how far away how, where are you guys at right now you're still in Pittsburgh you said
2: Yeah we're going across the uh, Fort Pitt bridge right now with all this traffic
0: Nice I'm surprised the service has held up nicely man shout out to Pittsburgh sales service.
2: Yeah, right? AT&T, am I allowed to shout that
0: out? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Ham them up. So what do you got for Patton, Ryan? What do you got for Justin Patton while we got him here for a couple more minutes? I mean,
1: Justin's always ready to go. It's just, you know, sometimes it takes a little longer than we want to to find you guys' fights and... So we're working on it, and uh, we've had a we have a we have some good leads, and we're chasing them down and getting you to, getting you a, a fight for April sixteenth. Just Pittsburgh Pat. Wait, Oops, did you, uh, you changed your name? Didn't you? I already started cutting weight, so.
2: what, what do you walk at? Um, it all depends uh, if I'm being I... fat or not. I'm <laughs> from, uh, uh, like, mid-walking around when I'm training and I'm eating good. But if I'm being fat, I can get up to, like, 65 if I'm just, like, eating. Yeah.
0: I can't I, I'm imagine. the same way. Yeah, same. I get up around one sixty five when I want to be fat for sure. Like I, I just can't imagine Justin Patton being fat. Like I can't picture fat Pat. Can't do it.
2: Ah, uh, always says when I'm fat, I look like a like a dead brother with like a little gut. <laughs> <laughs> That's you awesome. can tell it's, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> I get like my mom always says I get two fat weeks. It's always one fat week, but it turns to two after my fight. So you get like nice. one week, whatever you want, but I always stretch it to two. That's Justin, sick.
1: I remember I remember when you you took, I'm pretty sure you had signed a contract for a fight at one twenty five. And I was like, dude, what are you doing?
2: Bad idea.
0: After I bragged about the service.
2: That was like a, an idea we had for the future, like, yeah, we'll make it the one twenty five. But the older I'm getting, the bigger I'm getting, I'm like, never going to happen. Never. I had to cut off.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which you yeah. almost did.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? I was trying to make 125. Yeah.
1: Here's, here's what making 125 looks like. <laughs> this is what Wait. making 125
0: looks like. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. need a trigger right. warning a for people at home That's what I was gonna say, dude. I was looking at tapology and it says you're five foot ten, but you see are you taller than five ten? You seem taller than five ten.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, you're totally five ten. One hundred percent five five ten. I think
1: he might be I think he's five eight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm short.
0: (laughs) That's what I meant. Did I say taller? I meant shorter than five ten. But yeah, dude, we're gonna we're gonna let you guys get back to that drive to Columbus. Obviously, you got business to take care of. So, good skills to Carly, man. I appreciate you joining live from the car. Oh, it's yeah. awesome catching up with you.
2: She's at sure. "Thank you." Yeah,
0: thank Hell you, yeah, guys. yeah, man. Go take care of business, and then we'll we'll circle up when the weekend's over, and hopefully have you a fight by then.
2: Oh yeah, sounds good. Thank you, guys.
0: For sure, man. Later on.
2: Later. See you, brother. Have a good
1: See one. Ya.